Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. Boy, this is an exciting day. Well, we're going to be fired up today. This is TK on the Watkins Award Show. Another edition, another edition. And of course, my sidekick. We're going to have to find out what in the world is going on with him. We have J. Everett Pearsall. How you doing today, J. Everett Pearsall? Absolutely outstanding. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, there's no doubt that he and you doing outstanding. That's a great, another one of those great shirts that you have on there that you're profiling. And you're still telling me that if there's someone out there who is watching the show today, they have an opportunity to get that shirt, correct? Not only can they get this shirt, Coach Tate, on our website, there are a plethora of items. And I've got text message after text message from people who are ordering and have been delivered the most outstanding items available in the apparel and 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 uh, item souvenir item um, marketplace. We've got cups. We've got Yeti-like uh, coffee mugs. We've got hoodies. We've got backpacks. We've got T-shirts. We've got sweatshirts. We've got polo shirts and much, much more. Well, that's, man, I'm excited. So if I wanted to order something, do I call you on your cell phone or what do I do? Well, you know, you can call me with the good and the bad. Certainly you can, but it'd be a lot quicker if you went to the website at N as in Nancy, followed by four A's.com, N-A-A-A-A.com. And all of those items will be there in the marketplace for you to order and get prompt delivery. Well, you know what? I started off by saying this is the 37th edition. And this is a special edition, very special. And the reason why I'm going to kick it off real quick, because of not those two stars that you have behind (laughs) you, but because of that jersey on your left-hand shoulder, yeah, your left-hand shoulder to you, Your right hand to me, but it says Dinkins, 87. I mean, clearly, we get ready to have a very special guest because he was our first guest here on January the 25th. Can you believe that? On January 25th, he was our inaugural guest. And now here we are, 37 episodes gone and here he is the only one and we did this because a lot of people were asking about and for a lot of the guys to come back they wanted to hear but this guy Donnell Dinkins is one special guy what, what you think Pearsall? oh boy he's something special we've been on quite a journey together and to meet an individual like this at the age of 17, and now we're talking about back in 1995, and now we're talking about 2021, and see his journey, all the things that he's accomplished. And I know the first go-round, uh, when we did him or had him come on the show as a guest, um, 
he didn't stay for the entire time. Um, and so we had so many more questions. And I think that our listening audience also had a lot of questions and a lot more they wanted to hear from him. And so hence, you know, we decided to bring him back on. And I'm so excited because I certainly had a lot more to talk to him about. And I know you did as well. Well, you know, before we even get him on here, because this is going to be one of those days. First, I'm going to tell you, there's no doubt. Well, let me, let me, the views and opinions of <laughs> Watkins Award are those of Coach T. Tate and, of course, my, my right-hand guy, Jay Everett Pearsall. So if you're going to blame anyone, blame us. Don't blame our sponsors, our advertisers, and certainly the radio station that you may be listening to uh, that, you know, our views may be a little awkward, progressive, because it's no doubt today is going to be an exciting day. And I want to say one thing for sure, that BBS Radio uh, does an awesome job and presenting our our show every Monday, they're on top of it. The, the the I mean, these guys are awesome. So I will say, if you want to do the same thing, go to bbsradio.com, and you can do your own podcast. But you know, clearly, you got to do a disclaimer as well as what we do. If you bring in on content that appears to be a little unusual. But this guy, Donnell Dinkins, I, I mean, I'm I'm kicking it off, man. This dude is gonna be like a revival. This is, I mean, he comes, he brings it all, man. I mean, when you talk about a motivator, uh, someone that can really energize you, I mean, this guy brings it all, Pearsaw. Absolutely. There, you know, to talk about someone who is absolutely complete. And the embodiment of someone who has used their platform uh, to change so many lives at so many different levels. You know, that's Darnell Dinkins, for sure. Well, you know, I'm, I, I, there's so much that can be said about him. And I, this is what I want you to do also. I mean, the Watkins Award. Let's, let's, oh, the I mean, Game of the Week? Talk, huh? The Game of the Week or the, the, the award itself? Well, the Game of the Week, I want to start there. Uh, oh, give me a week. Okay. Yeah. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about those honorees and the game of the week in which those honorees have participated. Great, great, great question. And so, uh, as Coach Tate mentioned, every week, and we talked about it, uh, the previous two or three uh, renditions of the Watkins Award show, um, I go out and, you know, I'm excited to say that. I'm nearing the end of this year's schedule as the college season wanes down, but the games continue to be so very exciting, uh, so very competitive. But more importantly, I've never gone two years without seeing some of these young men. And so this year, last this past week, I had the opportunity to go to Duke University in Durham. And uh, it's a game that's coveted by most. and Mr. Tate knows that every time that I go, I do my very best to bring him back something in the way of a souvenir. Now, whether that souvenir makes it back to him is a different story, but I certainly have good intentions and he knows my heart. My journey to Durham University is always one that's joyous. 
because I've actually been going to the games at Duke University since 2005 with Vince Ogabasi, one of our earlier guests. But this year, it continues to give me the ability to marvel at the program. You see, when I went back and started thinking about the games that Vince Ogabasi played and the stadium that he played in, I tell you, it was probably smaller than um, the majority of the high school stadiums that I've gone to see the sport of football played in. And so, you know, when I went there, the energy and everything that surrounds the higher level of college football was absent. One of the conversations that I did have with Vince is that, you know, when you select a school like a Duke, you begin as a person who knows as a five-star athlete, you're not walking into a program that's ready-made. You're not walking into a program that people before you have built the program. You're walking into a program that you're going to be building. You're going to be a leader and others will then follow you in the work in the foundation that you've set at this university. And to say that in the last five years of attending ball games there, the metamorphosis of the football program has been like nothing I have ever witnessed, nothing I've ever seen. When I talk about a stadium that is parallel to high school stadiums in the past, that is where it is in the past. It's now a grand stadium with suites, boxes, comfortable seats, vendors. They have a field that they imported from Atlanta. They grew it down there, rolled it out up here. They have a multi-million dollar indoor practice facility. When you take a look at the the facility that they put together, the investment that they've made in this uh, football team and in this program, when I go to other schools, it parallels some of the best schools out there. And in fact, I'll tell you that some of the more named programs don't have facilities um, better than what Duke University has invested in and put together. So, you know, kudos to Coach Cutcliffe and his staff and what they've been able to do in order to build it from the inside out. And so, you know, and, and intentionally making sure that when players come there, you take a look at Duke University and you know that that school is known for academics, known all over the world for its academics, also known for what Coach K has done for the basketball team. But not until most recently have you known a school so dedicated and the success that has followed for the football program. And so journeying there, this particular game, I did have my brother with me, as well as uh, one of my most esteemed and most longstanding supporters in Ron Peoples of the People's Community Foundation. And so it was a lot of fun, as it always is. We have four individuals that are participating uh, currently in the program. And so when I talk about the fact that there are guys that have led up to this and we've talked and had Matt Daniels on the show and others, um, there are four in the program today. And they are competing and some on the field and some will soon be on the field there at Duke University. And so I'll start off in chronological order, and that would be Mateo Durant. He is in his fourth year at Duke University. And Mateo Durant, for the first six games of the season, led the ACC in rushing. I was privileged to see, while there, once he ran the ball, I believe, to be the
the seventh time he surpassed a thousand yards for the season. Many of the last three or four games, they've fallen behind. And so they've had to lean more on the passing game, which has affected his stats, but not his spirits. And so right now, I think he stands second in the ACC from a rushing perspective, but in many games approached 300 yards in the first couple of, of weeks, as well as every game over 100 yards. And so he has gone from a guy that worked his way in through special teams from Plum Branch, South Carolina. I believe that the population of that city is somewhere in the realm of 2,000 people to being at Duke University on a larger platform and now dominating on the field as a running back, doing marvelous things. The second person I'll talk about is Jalen Coleman from Charlotte, North Carolina. Last year, Jalen actually ruptured his Achilles and in doing so, stalled his career a little bit, but he's back and he's 100%. He's getting some time at the running back position, but I believe next year is going to be his year because he's now finally gotten to the point where he is 100%. He's a speedster, but more important to us as Watkins men, as I didn't talk about with Mateo, Mateo is carrying a 3.6 grade point average at Duke University and the leading rusher, one of the leading rushers in the ACC. Similar to Jalen Coleman, he is a biochem major at Duke University, a biochem major. You know how difficult that is? And participating in the Duke football program. Great spirits. I saw his mom and his dad there coming in to support him in the game. And I guarantee you that he'll see a lot more playing time next year outside of playing all of the special teams, the return team, and rotating in at running back. I think he'll be the guy that carries the cowbell next year for the university. The next person I'll talk about is Michael Reese out of Nashville, Tennessee. He is now in his second year with the university, and he is a defensive end, again, out of Nashville, Tennessee. Michael Reese, number 49, came in there with a body that they kind of sort of had to build. I believe he weighs somewhere in the realm of 235, 240. When I see him now in his second season, he's weighing in at about 265, 270, and now dominating the defensive end position. I watched him intently because I wanted to see how he had grown from high, from high school up until now, last year being a difficult time to actually see what he was able to do because, because of COVID, not being able to work out with the team and learn everything. But to start, which is really like a freshman year, He's doing a tremendous job holding down his end. And so as he's gained weight, then as he's butting heads constantly at the defensive end position, he is now, I'm seeing, uh, going at it with great leverage, with great speed, and great strength. And last but not least, here now in our COVID year, we did honor one individual in Jordan Moore, who is here, uh, hails here from Maryland, uh, right outside of Baltimore, Maryland. And he went to Loyola High School. Uh, here and we went up to Duke University and did something very special for him. Uh, he's listed as an athlete because he played receiver and then worked his way into the quarterback position where he broke all the records at his high school last year. And what they're using him now for there at Duke is primarily the Wildcat. And in fact, he got in in the in the uh, a little bit in the third and primarily in the fourth quarter in this past game. I think he's the quarterback of the future. He could spin the ball. He can run. He can do all the things that they're looking for in that Duke program with the level of accuracy that Coach Cut 
And you know, Coach Cut has become somewhat known somewhat of as the quarterback whisperer. So to have a Watkins guy up there playing the quarterback position at Duke University and also making sure that he pays attention to his books is something pretty special. I was able to don the sideline and view the game close up. It was a joy. Unfortunately, as our guest will talk about the fact that he loves his Pitt Panthers, they're playing against Pitt and physically a little bit overmatched uh, because of some injuries and some other things that they've gone through. And so although the game uh, maintained a little bit of a seesaw in the beginning, that second half of the game, uh, Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh, pretty much warmed down and came out with the victory. Um, and, and, but I think that the team really saw who they were and saw what they needed to do to continue to grow. And as I mentioned to you, all those individuals that I've talked about will be working their way, if not already into a starting position, which two out of the four are, they'll all be starters uh, before the end of their career at Duke University. So tons of fun. Kudos to the program. Amazing what Coach Cut and his staff have been able to do there. I think next year is going to be a much better year from a record perspective uh, because, you know, with the COVID season and kids not coming back, people entering the transfer portal, I think they got hit pretty hard. Uh, but next year, mark my word, that win column is going to be a whole lot higher than it is this year. But all of my Watkins guys, 3.3 to 3.7 GPAs at Duke University and now competing and respected at the highest level because no one walks into their stadium or expects them to come to theirs without really having a ball game. They're no longer uh, a team that you can mark on your calendar as a win. They're a team that's going to come and compete, and they're going to win some, and they're obviously going to lose some, but hopefully win more than they lose. But great week in Durham, North Carolina. As you can hear my enthusiasm, uh, I look forward to that game. Every year I mark it on my calendar. Boy, I'm exhausted. (laughs) You didn't even take a breath, a deep breath. I mean, just because of all you said, you know, I got to hurry up and give uh, our sponsors, look, that 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 uh, moment in his game of the week was sponsored by a bunch of people. So let me get them out of the way right now. JMA Solutions.com. So that's JMA hyphen Solutions.com. ExoticCarSharing.com. Uh, Ward Law Office, uh, right in downtown Noonan, Georgia. You know, if you got any legal needs, Mr. Pearsaw, you go to those games. You know, I don't know. You may hit a fan upside the head by mistake or something. I don't know, man. You sound so excited at the game. Uh, Give him a call at 770-251-1289. Roscoe Jenkins Funeral Home. Uh, I don't have to say much about that, but, you know, get him a call, 770-253-1232. And then uh, magicwastevalet.com. I mean, Merlin Knight, he's always on top of it. Now, with that said, you know, I'm going to jump right in because I realize that we don't have a lot of time. And I know that this guy, um, Donnell Dinkins, is just – it's unbelievable what you're about to hear. Now, one of the things I want to ask you, Pearsaw, about the, the 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 vetting of these players. I mean, can somebody just fill out an application and say they uh, qualify for the Watkins Award uh, and and just write in a GPA and and say that they do these things? 
are they are they thoroughly vetted, Mr. Pierce? First of all, you asked the same question in two different ways. So I'm going to answer the question in both ways that you answered, that you. you asked it. So the first way that you asked the question is, can anybody compete for this award? So the answer to your first question is absolutely not. Only the best of the best of the best from an athletic perspective can even compete for this award. So then the second question that you asked me is, are the people who are the part of the Watkins family, you know, people who are vetted? Again, that's your second question. Absolutely, yes. They're vetted by uh, two groups, actually. The first is a nominating committee that goes through to make sure that all the individuals that get an opportunity to compete for the Watkins Award are, uh, are qualified to do so. And then we have a selection committee that now goes through and actually makes sure that every aspect of what that individual represents off the field is something that the Watkins Award is all about. And these are some pretty strong individuals. We got doctors and lawyers and professors and people of different professions, none of them in the profession of sport, uh, but they're looking for all the things that would indicate that a Watkins individual had the character, the scholastic aptitude, the dedication to the community, and all the things that then the Watkins Award is all about. It's not about athleticism. That's how you get nominated. But after that, as you would use the word, and I don't use take it lightly because it's higher than vetted. We get in there deep. We get in there real deep. And we make sure that the individuals are people that should be part of this very elite group of individuals. Well, our next guest, I mean, clearly, uh, Donnell Dink, as you know, in the first time he was here in our inauguration show, you know, I kind of I, I kind of tried to test him and I shouldn't have tested him because I asked him about, you know, you talking about an honoree back in 1995. He, you know, and he's humble. So that means his GPA was vetted. We talking about a three point nine GPA. Uh, going to Shenley High School in Pittsburgh. Shenley in Pittsburgh, Dinkins, you, we talk about athlete. He was an athlete. Play, I mean, who going to play quarterback and linebacker? I mean, you're going to have your quarterback out there playing linebacker. Who going to – I mean, you know the guy's trying to bust him up, but Dinkins was that athlete. He was that guy. Then he goes – he goes to Pitt, and at Pitt, he plays quarterback, wide receiver, then found himself playing defensive back. I mean, come on now. This dude is a real athlete. But, you know, you talk about perseverance. So we've talked about perseverance, and that's why I talked about the revival. We get ready to have a revival here because this dude will lay it out for us that his senior year of all years, Everybody is hyped. They know this guy's athletic. He gets hurt. He gets hurt in the spring game, so he can't even play. His back is all messed up. So in most cases, people would have just quit, say, man, I give up. So he goes on, and he works as a a correctional officer or a probation officer. I mean, so now... You know, I can't even imagine most of he goes in to be a probation officer and he sits there, but then goes and plays semi-pro 
But then after that semi-pro opportunity, Dinkins goes and plays with the Pittsburgh coach, which is a semi-pro team. Most people still would have gave up. And then he goes with the Giants, uh, goes over in Europe, NFL Europe, then comes back, play with the Ravens, the Browns. And you and I had the opportunity to go to Miami and be a part of Super Bowl 44. Man, you talking about busting my heart. Well, today, you know, these parents and these kids who want to go to the next level, well, we get ready to have, we get ready to have a real revival. I want to introduce none other than the person that you think is unreal. Well, I tell you, that's why I do a disclaimer and take all the blame off for everyone. Call us up, but we got the real deal right here in Donnell Dinkins. How you doing, Donnell? Okay. Uh, hold on, we got to get that sound right. We got to work on that sound. We're going to get this right now. We're going to get this sound right. Piss off. Yo, yo. Oh, okay. I thought maybe. <laughs> I'm here, baby. I was just trying to make sure he's not <laughs> muted on, the, on our system. It's, it's your microphone. Maybe you need to turn it up or reconnect the microphone check on your, yours. Check your mic and see if it doesn't have a. Uh, a little line across where it said where the mic is. Make sure it's not muted out. Microphone check one two one two. Oh no, you ain't getting away from us. You ain't getting away. <laughs> Hang up and call back in because we want you on this show. It, it, move your mic to the lower. Move your mouse to the lower left screen. Mm. And see okay. if you can adjust the volume of your microphone. And click unmute your, it's, you might be muted. Click, go down to that microphone, that little symbol that has a microphone down at the bottom of your screen. Oh, he's using his phone. Oh, okay, okay. Man, oh man. Come on, Pearsaw. So you're using your phone. Shouldn't be a problem. I use my I, phone all the time, but you still have a volume issue on your microphone. Yeah, he he does it so, all the time. So disconnect and see if you can reconnect and see if you could um and see if the microphone works. I think what he's trying to say is I if this doesn't work, he'll dial in on his phone okay. where we can actually at least hear him. Okay, okay. All right. So we'll, well look, I, I I don't want people to think that oh he he, he, you know, he just talking. Ain't no such person. Ain't no Donnell doing all this. There we go. There we go. Oh, I can hear some noise. Oh, there we go. How you doing there, Dink? Hey, I'm so blessed, man. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show again, man. I, I love that picture behind you. Yo, you're oh, going to have to make sure you send that to me, Ty. Like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man. I, I got to make sure I represent, man. I got to have Pitt Stadium behind me, baby. Right. You, this is the house Dink built back then. Right. It was. It's amazing that we we started the trend in Pitt. They were losing for a while. You know, in nineteen ninety seven, we kind of started changing some things around, and uh, they started getting some really good recruit and 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 reviving our whole program. So 
you know, just seeing that lets me know exactly how far Pitt has come. They don't have that same electric atmosphere on their campus, and I think they need another campus on stadium to really bring things together. But thank you both for having me on the show, man. It's a pleasure and honor always to sit with you too. Well, we're ready to start revival, baby. I mean, I know you're going to start revival, but here's here's what I want to ask you first and foremost. You know, Donnell, like all young men and young women, because we got a lot of parents, a lot of youth that listen, watch our show. What what's going on in the Dinkins household when you're a kid uh, in middle school? Because I know you can't start this your senior year in high school. What's going on in middle school with this football and academic stuff? You know, you know really it was just a matter of wanting to be different from the, the environment I was in. I never really had a um, parent around, but I did understand that at some point, if I wanted to be different, I had to start doing things that was you know, different around me. Um, taking work home, uh, as I started getting recruited a little bit heavy, I was starting as a sophomore, so people started coming. I knew that um, I had to really step up to the plate in terms of academics. And one thing about the City League, you know, they have a program called Spartan Clacks. And since then, they've got so many new opportunities for kids. You know, Pittsburgh Promise, which gives kids scholarships for having a 2.5, you know, GPA and 90% attendance. That wasn't the case when I was there. So I had to make sure that academically I wasn't enough uh, core classes to be eligible for Division One. So it was really me challenging myself. Um, I can't really say that my mother was a, su- a supporter. Um, she really pushed me. Um, but at the same time, she had limited you know, resources and opportunities herself. So, you know, it really was just a matter of being able to buckle down and make sure that um, if I want to do something different, um, with God's blessing, he opened opportunities that I could not even ask, thought, or imagine. And the rest, as they say, is history. Well, you talk about mama and her limited resources. It was easy for you to say, well, hey, I can't do but so much. Mom can't do but so much for me. What kept you focused on the goal at hand? You know, it really was just um, the grace of God. You know, I, I seen a lot of my buddies. And then one time in particular, it was me and four of my buddies playing basketball. And, you know, they just like to smoke. They like to, you know, drink. They like to hang out. They gang banged a little bit. And at that point, you know, I used to go to Canard Field. I'm... Once again, limited resources. I got took a ball from Shinley, walked with two 45-pound plates in my book bag, and really set a course to say, you know, if I need to be different, man, I need to make sure I'm putting in the time. You know, there is 60 seconds in a minute, 60 minutes in an hour, 24 hours in a day, 168 hours in a week, 744 hours in a month, 8,670 hours in a year. How much time does it take to get the mustard seed faith? How much time does it take to get to get better and allow people to start seeing your ability? Um, at that time, I kind of wrestled with it because in the in the hood, you know, people don't really, you know, support you. Um, one of the things that I do for my children and kids that I put my hands on is really try to allow them to see the blessing that God has put inside of them. But at that time, people were just saying, well, you, you're just tall. You're not really that talented. You can only do this. You can only do that. So I was really, it was like NFL draft day. But instead of having the positive side, all I was really hearing was the negative side. And so I, I just learned how to start starving distractions and feed my focus. If I was going to be successful, it wasn't going to be about nobody in my walk, but what I was willing to accept and challenge myself to do daily, which Everett can obviously tell you, you know, it put it made me put a very tight shell around me. I mean, nobody really got in. I, I didn't really trust a lot of people. Um, 
I, I was really, um, even to this day, you know, I'm 44 years old now, I still am working on, you know, um, friend skills because I, I had, I just closed up and really didn't let a lot of people in. I was really always pouring out. But as far as having tight-knit people, um, you know, it wasn't really my, my, my strong point. And so I really just got to working on me, you know, and Tyrone, I tell you, like day in and day out, I work on my craft until the point where I started to separate myself from the people around me. Right. Well, you, you talk about the hood. I mean, explain, you know, because Pittsburgh is a blue collar town, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, so you talk about the hood in Pittsburgh. What kept you focused, you know, knowing deep down inside that at any time your friends start saying, well, you're not part of the hood. You're not part of us. Why are you separating yourself from us and trying to go to this place called college, man? That That's not the place to go. Well, you know, I didn't think nobody was really telling you what was there because nobody never been there before. You started talking about taking the road, less travel. You know, couldn't nobody really give me any guidance for the place they hadn't been. So I was the first. I was a pioneer, you know, and I, I didn't have many people to rely on. Everybody's going to tell you you're good when you have a good game and tell you how much you suck when you don't have a good game. You know, ever could tell you there was games where people held up pictures in the, in the stadium and was waving it and, and, and trying to get me off of my you know game and my craft. Um, you know, and, and it really was, a, once again, a testament that God just – seeing the value of me. If you understand the story of David and Goliath, it's like being anointed while you're in the field. You know, I was coming in with dirt under my nails and, you know, you know, beat up shoes and, you know, nothing was, was great, but I was okay with working in silence. And I really just worked in silence. I, I didn't expect a lot from people. And, you know, it was one of the things when, when the Goliaths were faced, when the Western house and Peabody's and all the schools and all the recruits are being faced, I started winning those battles because of the five smooth stones like God had put in me, you know, and, and just like David, you know, facing the lie before that hat time happened, his father, you know, um, was in trying to anoint one of his sons and Samuel came around to anoint one of his sons. And he forgot about his son tending to the sheep out in the field. And that's the same way. So many people, the city league football in Pittsburgh was so good at that time. We had a multitude of players, another quarterback by Couple of quarterbacks were being, you know, compared to you know Major Harris, who just got his um, jersey retired at West Virginia University. He was a great quarterback who lived two doors down from me. Um, people didn't really know who I was, and I came onto the scene. But it was those times when I was in the field, those two hours and three hours stone on the Canard Field, putting a shirt up on a fence, taking dropbacks, three step, five step. You know, my coach was a wing T, you know, coach, and and. He had limited resources. Look, God rest his soul. He's passed away through the cancer, James Trent. Um, but he took me under his wing and he allowed me to be the quarterback and tried to do as much as he could with his limited resources. And um, he had something that he didn't really understand at the time. And I could truly say the same thing with Pitt. Um, sometimes in this world, you don't get a chance to, um, to elevate because sometimes it just don't look the way people are used to. Right. And a lot of coaches didn't really know how to coach a, a player at that time that was fast that they can create like they do now with the RPO system with a, with a read off, read pass option. But, you know, to each his own, it instilled values in me that helped. So during that time, Tyrone and Everett, I really was OK with being in the Shepherd Field learning. And God gave bless me with the ability to throw a football like many people couldn't. He gave me the ability to be able to, you know, be athletic and, and, and do some things. And he ultimately gave me the size as well. 
So, you know, it was just a matter of finding the right place, and, and it all worked out in, in due time. Hot dog. I knew I was going to get me some scripture today, and this was going to be revival. So, look, I'm going to stop right there and let Pearson take over because, man, I'm fired up. I hope there's another young man or young lady that's out there that's listening to those diamonds you dropping right now. All right, Mr. Pearson. <laughs> I'm not going to do no AKAs for the, for the first time since the beginning of the show. I know that I've already kind of done the AKA thing, but what I want to do is to go back and to paint sort of that picture for how we got to know one another and then kind of ask some questions as a follow-up. Back in 1995, we were in the infinitesimal stages of building an award where we wanted to be able to take the best athletes in the country and highlight them and show the world that these individuals were good people. Because you see, the media has a way of painting African-American males and I'll tell you that you know, I went to college with a lot of people that until they met me, with the, the way they thought of as an African-American male was the only thing that they'd seen on television shows and on the news and all those types of things. And so as an organization, you know, our goal was to not only take the regular, we'll call it the regular Joe, the working man, and show how good he is, but to take a great athlete who is really destined to go on and play at higher levels and do greater things and now highlight that individual for what they mean off the field and what their grade point average is and so forth. And so the first few times we're in Harrisburg, little old Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And, you know, we, we, we gave the award to, to three people who end up going to, uh, to Penn State. And we were like, okay, we're, we're doing this thing, but we really have to, if we're going to have a national award, get outside of Harrisburg, if you can't imagine. <laughs> we're going to get to that, too. And so, and so we sat down with the committee and did our research. And after several days of meeting and kind of going through things, after research and talking to coaches, uh, we thought this was a big deal for us now because we're in little old Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We're going to take this thing in our first step to be national outside of Harrisburg to Pittsburgh with Darnell. And even at that, um, I want to walk through our journey with the Watkins Award and what he's seen since 1995. Then let me paint the picture, and then I'll ask you for your thoughts. Because I will tell you guys, as eloquently as he continues to talk and be able to bring the points to you, I don't think I got a whole lot of words out of him for years. You understand? We It was almost like his mother was his interpreter, right? So his mother would talk to me, and then, you know, but he would he'd give me a nod. I might get a smile or something like that, but he would just stand there. When he talked about the shell around him, which I understand and appreciate that growing up the way I grew up, we grew up in a very similar fashion. You don't accept people outside of your home, and especially men, there's a distrust when you're raised by your mother because the one man who is supposed to be entrusted uh, into your life as a father, you don't have. So you especially look at men like, are they trying to hit on my mother? If you got any sisters, what are they going to do to my sister? All those types of things. So that said, we go down there and, and I have an opportunity to go into his home and, and I meet his mom and his sisters and himself. And I tell him what this thing is all about. And I said, you know what, guy? You're going to be our Watkins man for this year. And, you know, they said, we appreciate it. We shook. And after spending a few hours at his home, we came back. And I said, we're having a ceremony. 
in Harrisburg. Now, again, we don't have a budget now. Now, we think this is a big deal. We put him and his mom on a bus. They took a bus to Harrisburg, right? No planes, no limos like we have now, a bus to Harrisburg. Bus. They show bus. up in Harrisburg. We have them picked up by one of the guys that are a part of our sponsorship. They pick them up. But, but listen to what we do. He has an opportunity to meet with the governor as a point of congratulations. Now, he's looking at the governor, probably taller than the governor, and he's looking at him like, I don't really know this man. He's still looking at him like he looks at me, like, whatever, right? right. My mom is busy elbowing me like, DJ, DJ, that's the governor. That's the governor. <laughs> you know, shake his hand and embrace him and kind of embrace the moment. And she's also telling me he'll appreciate this better later in life. We had a little ceremony. We gave him a big trophy. But talk about your experience when we first met and brought you into Harrisburg and gave you a big trophy, but you got a chance to meet the governor and we talked to you about what the Watkins Award was. It was like it was like uh, coming to America and being in the Bronx, not knowing <laughs> anything about the Bronx. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't really into politics back then. You know, I was just in the school and football. You know what I mean? And so the governor... Was that a judge? You know, at the time, you know, I, I just, you know, politics wasn't a thing in the hood. So looking back on it now, like, man, you know, I would do the same thing with my sons. Like, hey, look at this. You know what I mean? But that's what culture teaches you. And 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 I, and I say this, you know, I, I love one thing I love about the Watkins Award, you know, Everett, you and Tyrone, what you guys have done with many kids over the generations. Right. We're talking about generational blessings here. That's, we're talking about 95 when this happened, but now we're in 2021. So, you know, you start talking about the, the, the magnitude that you have on generations is coming up and you're right. I didn't talk to many people much. I didn't trust people. didn't know really what people would say. And I just thought at the end of the day, people were just out for their own benefit. So, you know, I'm all good. I could talk, walk through it, be okay. But yeah, I, I love, you know, the smell of flowers. I love the eat fruits and vegetables. I love to you know, see trees change color in the fall, but I think people, in this world, you know, not only lack understanding, but they lack the significance of the dirt that the seed goes into, right? And the Watkins have been such good dirt, good soil, where you get a 30, 60, 100 fold return from the guys who are just a part of it to be able to get on certain calls with, with the guys who have not only won the Watkins, but just was part of the family to be able to, to come to different events in LA and, and Everett was trying his best to get me in LA year in and year out, you know what I mean? And and just be a part and so close. I, I was I was very cut off. So I'm so thankful for now in my latter years. Um, my flower is starting to bloom. I could say I'm like a bamboo. Maybe not year one, not year two, not year three. Usually year five, but I kind of took year 18. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of really start you know blossoming and blooming. And, you know, and it's just been a blessing not only be such a great part of an organization, but more importantly, the relationships that's been you know, manifested you know through. Um, the consistency of Everett, you know, you know, being down in Tampa, I'm um, doing the um, NFL Europe team and, and, and being able to look over and see a guy who just is consistent about being there, you know, and, and I think those things in terms of what I was coming through, because not many people at that time really tried beyond just what was just enough, you know, so I learned to just rely on me. And then you start seeing somebody constantly showing up, constantly showing up, constantly showing up for no other reason, just to support you know, in the season. And so it, it allowed me to trust it. It put me with a, with a better agent, you know, listen to Everett. I'll never forget when I was with the Ravens. Like, hey, look, man, you got some guy who can really help you, you know, in this process and this, and this, and this. 
And it really helped because at the time, I once again, everybody would just wanted to sound good, you know, and, and you come from, you know, going through a whole situation with Pitt. I really, if I didn't trust people when I was first signing with the Watkins Award, after going through all the things I went through at Pitt, I really didn't trust what people said. So I'm like, man, look, look cool. you know, save all, <laughs> save all your words because, you know, I'm starting to see like people just sound, trying to sound good right now. And it's, you know, you believe the hype and you end up, you know, in a pit situation. So I uh, know I'm so thankful for the interaction. And and so for me, Everett, at that time, being with the governor, at that time, initially being associated with the Watkins, you know, one of my things was the fact that I just came from very limited, you know, education and very limited people pouring into you. And I, by the grace of God, he kept me enough. He kept me in enough places to be able to learn enough um, to be able to not only enunciate, you know, things, but to, you know, be okay with being in a quiet space while I learned. And um, when he put me on the stage, um, it was electrifying. And I was able to do a lot of things that most people would give up on a long time ago. So thank you both for um, your vested efforts and continuing our relationship to this day. And how cool was it? Um, and you don't have to elaborate a whole lot on it, but how cool was it? Because I don't get a chance to talk to people who saw it happen uh, from the beginning like you. And so how cool was it to come back to Charlotte in 2004, 2005, where we gave everyone uh, a trophy, a high school like trophy that's bronzed and, and 40 pounds. And then, and you can lump it together, but you're talking about the fact that I had to almost hire someone to bulldoze you into an airplane to come to Los Angeles. <laughs> now you see us in Hollywood, and we literally in Beverly Hills in Hollywood doing the Watkins Award on the big stage. And you were there from the time we put you on a bus to the time that you're flying across the country and, and getting picked up in the limo and being part of Hollywood. So talk about the, the Charlotte and then the LA just uh, briefly on that, that whole being able to, to, to be there with me through those transformations. Well, let me, let me say this, you know, uh, I know I went to LA and I know I was in Charlotte was cool, but when I came to DC, you know, it was really kind of captivating, you know what I'm saying? And I would say, like, the D.C. time was because you had Stephen A. Smith, and I thought he was Stephen A. Smith, just a little over top, but, hey, that's Stephen A. Smith, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, it just it just showed me, like, I see why the people around you get better. I see why your children, you know, incorporate the things they do. I see what it means to be a father who is consistent. And the fact that you could do so much, travel around, stay engaged with so many people and still be there for your children. To me, that was an emphasis. And almost, you know, in turn, sometimes it brings me to tears because I've never had a family member really be able to pour into just wanting to be associated with you, just wanting to learn, wanting to create a great environment. So whether it was DC, whether it was LA, whether it was Charlotte or whether it was Harrisburg, no one understands the work that the tornadoes and the hurricanes you got to face to create control, you know, and that's something that's, you know, significant to what you have done. Now, when you take a look at, and again, you know, I can go on and on and on, and I don't want to be the guy that spends more time talking than you, but we talk about a person that goes through the journey that you went through to get to the NFL. Um, then you become man of the year while you're in the NFL um, you're well known throughout the NFL. I've walked with you, and and Michael Strahan walk up to you and hug you, and and I, you know, everyone knows him for what he's doing on television now. But he knows you when you're in the trenches, and every player you play with and against, with the level of respect that they have for you, and then going through that, getting your Super Bowl. Um, if someone 
really could take a couple of words from you to prepare themselves to going into playing at a college level, but understanding the business of being a professional athlete, uh, what would be a couple of, of stanzas you would give them to help them to, to recognize the journey that, they, that they're seeking to embark upon? Uh, Everett, I, that's a great question. I, I would say the first part is about you. You know, it has nothing to do with anyone else, but first learn how to starve distractions and feed your focus, right? I got to be able to drown out all the noise around me that people who's going to say what I can't do, people who's going to doubt all your ability, who's going to say, well, this one's better over here and you don't do this well. You got to be able to, you know, RGS, set real, realistic goal setting. You have to say to yourself, this is what I can accomplish in this day. I have to stay positive in this realistic goal setting because if I start to doubt, fear and doubt will then stunt my faith in terms of what I cannot see. And if you can't believe without seeing, then there's nothing you can do in sports because you're always going to face some adversity, right? The next thing is going to be a KYR component, knowing your role. Know what role you play on the team. One of the issues I had was that I was versatile, so I could do a lot of things. But once again, you know, that don't mean I had to do everything. You know what I mean? And and in that season, you got to know your role. You got to know where you sit with teams. And one of the best things I ended up doing was not only was I, I was probably more athletic than some of the guys I played tight end with, but there was a need for blocking tight end. So I learned how to block. I learned how to be violent out there. I learned how to, you know, utilize what I was good at during defense. Tyrone, you talked about being a linebacker. So I was used to button and pressing. I just had to learn how to block somebody. So that was, and I, when New York, who better to block than, you know, Michael Strahan. So you, you're right. I mean, going out there every day, I was like, man, you know, like this is a challenge. And then, and then the last part is, is, is if one thing I would do over again, Live in, the, live in the moment. Because one thing that happens, you when you're in high school, you think about college. When you're in college, you think about going to the pros. When you're in the pros, you think about how long will you last. And sometimes you don't take those pictures. You don't grab those jerseys. You don't get them signed. Like, ever, I'm looking at your, your – I walked in your basement. I'm like, damn, right? It reminded <laughs> me of all the years when you call me, hey, DM over here at this game. And I can see that right there. Oh, I'm over – I never did that. You know, I was all, I was to myself and everything, but now that my children are getting older and sometimes stories get misconstrued about what happened and when it happened, it's like a, it's like, you know, be able to create a, a history in a, in a, in a, in a collage of what you've done. So people being able to first start distractions and feed their focus, being able to set RGS, realistic goal setting, KYR, and then being able to live in a moment so that they can not only um, remember for the people who come behind them, but then you know you create that sense of family, you know. And, and it's this right here is it's forget about me, I love you. You know, there's a lot of times where in our family orientation, like you say, D, I'm coming out there this week. Make sure you give me a ticket. I'm like, all right, bet. It's good to know that you won't be here. You know what I'm saying? And, and those are the things that you just remember over the years. I mean, I also remember when Tyrone was making underwear. I'm like, yeah, let me get those underwear. You know what I'm saying, Ty? You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? So, you know, you guys have been there, you know, for the duration. And, and I just, you know, those are the things that somebody coming up, I would say, make sure that you know who you are. But more importantly, be okay with living in your moment and just engaging people. You know, I, 
there's so many people who who love the ministry in which when I was on teams, I, I enlightened them. I, I gave them scripture. I talked to them about their issues. I you know, talked with Reggie Bush when he was going through some situations. I talked with a Dan Wilcox, with a Todd Heat, with a Jeremy Shockey. You know, I've had some engaging conversations, but never wanted to prime in people's lives. And I would say, just make sure you engage more and, and be more consistent with people on top of just making sure you know who you are and what you're needed for on our team. And and I think we, we're probably running up against the butt end of our time, but uh, we're working on a book together. But yes. give us a couple of great things that you're doing right now. And then also we're going to ask you to tell us all your social media again so people can reach out to you and follow you. What's some of the great things outside of the book that you and I are working on right now? Right now, we're working on a book called Focus, you know, feeding ourselves confidence under stress. And and, and one thing this book is going to do is talk about, you know, the journey through the NFL, talk about journey through COVID, talk about journey through, you know, extreme gains and extreme losses. Um, life is truly a roller coaster, but to the ones who try to level it out and and like it's like a road going <laughs> driving through California, um, those are the ones who usually kind of pan out. Um, you know, on the flip side, you know, I, I got into construction and, you know, through the CARP program with the East Atlantic States Council for Carpenters, trying to get people who are in low income areas, median income, 15 to 17,000 and teaching them the trades to be able to go into plumbing, electrical, carpentry, steam fitters, and being able to enhance our environments, not just building buildings, but building people at the same time. Um, if anybody want to send an email, you can go to Dinkins at tdconstructiongroup.net. Um, we do not have our website for the construction company up yet. Um, if they want to look at what I'm doing on Facebook, it's Dinkins Ethic. Um, and you can just you know type that in, you know, shoot a line. You'll see stuff on my children. My daughter's a two-time conference volleyball player down at Tulane University. My son is a freshman tight end at um, Penn State University and my youngest Colin is a, North, a senior at North Allegheny High School and myself a stepson who just came in this weekend and is getting recruited now by Penn State who is now 15 years old and 6'6", 210 pounds so God is definitely blessing to see and I'm just so thankful that um, you know I'm able to be a part of their consistent development and um, you know it's been a blessing man through all the trials and tribulations that actually sit on the side of and say man thank you God for all you brought it's amazing and again it's the epitome of why we do the walking the fact that an individual like darnell i've watched the journey and not one not ten not twenty but hundreds of thousands of lives have been changed think about it exponentially how those people whose lives can impact in a positive way on and, and conduct themselves in a way that will increase your another and empower another. And so this is why it gives us the energy to do the things we do. Coach Tate, I'll turn it over to you, man. Thanks, son. I love you, brother. Love you guys, man, so much. Thanks for having me on. Man, I, hey, I appreciate the revival, and I will say to you in short, I remember not only the time that you came into the Watkins Award, but when you came back and you were a keynote speaker, I could tell the passion and the emotion meant something. I couldn't put two and two together, and it just dawned on me. It was because how you saw this program and how it has helped you. And now you had the opportunity to plant those seeds and cultivate the land around those seeds. So thank you, and God bless you and your family. Continue this revival. We're waiting for your website to come up and some type of weekly revival that we can go to. And just get a minute to think. That's all we want. One minute to think so you can help. 
for the motivation to see it down here. So thanks again. Thank you, Todd. I'm going to tell you, uh, Cornerstone Television, I'm right now doing a couple um, um, pilot shows. They want to do, uh, I, I presented to them um, Five Smooth Stones, Dealing With Your Daily Lives. So they want to kind of take it into a TV, 20-minute, 30-minute you know, show. And and so, you know, I, I just say like you guys, you know, both of you guys remind me of Proverbs 20, 27, 17. It's Aaron sharpens Aaron, so one man sharpens another. I know that, you know, there's many days where I've, you know, talked to everyone about stuff and, you know, I ain't going to tell you about the, you know, when I had a little, you know, mix up and he gave me a nice little remedy afterwards. And, you know, he still teased me to this day about what I was calling him about. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, he has been a, a, just a, just, you guys have been just so consistent, man. So I just thank you both, man. And, and once again, you know, more power to you and may God continue to keep pouring into you guys the way y'all pouring others. Well, thanks again. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from Donnell Dinkins' mouth. Thank you so much, and we look forward to having you again next week. But, hey, go to any podcast platform. You can hear this show over again because the words that Donnell spoke are certainly the words you want to hear over and over. Thanks again, and have a beautiful and blessed day. Thank you, both. God bless you. you. See you you. next Monday. (laughs)